morning. Great to be together. Come and worship him. Start new together. Happy New Year, everybody. It's great uh, just to have a, uh, an expectation about what God wants to do in our lives this year. And uh, as we come together this morning, just uh, coming ready and prepared and open and uh, willing and searching and hungry for God. How many of us know we need the Lord this year? We need God to work in our lives and to change us. We need God to uh, fill us with His Spirit. We need a reliance on His presence. And uh, I just want to share this morning um, just from the Word today and uh, just open up. We're starting a new series this morning called Together as One. Uh, just for this month, we're just going to look at what it means to be the church, what it means to be the people of God, what it means to be uh, committed to uh, being together, that God has created us to be one people and uh, that when we became believers, we were joined to the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, we were baptized by one spirit so as to form one body and we were all given the one spirit to drink. You know, the Lord has not just joined us to himself, but he's joined us to one another. Isn't that great? We belong to one another. I bet you're excited about that this morning. We're the people of God. We're, we're joined. There's faith that holds us together. And that's what it means as we, uh, you know, join together from all different places in the world. As we join together as the people of God, we come together in faith and in expectation of what God wants to do. And so over the next few weeks, I want to talk a little bit about what God has planned for his church. And we've heard some of that this morning uh, from, uh, from Chris as he just shared his word and from Vic as he prayed over the church and our nation and around the world. God has so much that he wants to do through the church and, and it affects our lives individually as we follow him. And so I want to share this morning and uh, just try and unpack a little bit of that, of that. Um, uh, just something that caught my heart this week as I was, or probably two weeks ago, when I was just kind of preparing and thinking about what was happening. And if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. And they said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. And the Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. And that is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. And from there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Amen. Amen. Okay, here's my uh, visual illustration. Everybody ready? Everybody excited? Da, 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 da. Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> Julia and I were a bit bored over the uh, Christmas period. This was, in fact, made by many people in our church. Who, who, who helped make this? Uh, oh, yeah, a few hands go up. A few of the uh, old folk. I'm looking at you, Amy. Do you know me? A few of the people have been around. 9,000 pieces, we think it is. We counted them. The Tower of Babel, wow, isn't it amazing? It's the amazing thing about the Tower of Babel 
is that they acted together as one to build it. Isn't that amazing? The amazing thing about the Tower of Babel is that God said this. If as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, nothing they plan will be impossible for them. Wow. God said that if the people were together, then nothing would be impossible. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I thought it was better than that. Isn't it amazing that God believes in the power of the people more than the people do? Isn't it amazing that God sees the potential in our hearts? And we have this incredible story uh, that, that comes out of this. And I want to speak on today, one people, one language. H- how many people here don't speak English as a first language? Put your hand up. You've got a different language. Come on. It's a few around the building. People who've got different languages. Can you, you know, thank you. You can put your hands down. You've come and, and, and you've had to learn English. Bless you. Uh, as a different language to come. You know, if we don't speak the same language, it's hard to communicate with one another. I remember, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, when I first went to Poland and uh, a few years ago, and uh, in Poland at that time, very few people spoke English. And uh, I remember trying to communicate with our hosts, and none of us spoke the same language. What a laugh that was. You become good at drama very quickly, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Sign, you know, all that, because you've got to try and connect with them somehow. And then we had these awkward moments sitting in the house going, what shall we say? How can we try? Because you've got to try and connect with people. And for me, this, uh, this account and revelation, uh, the revelation for me from the Tower of Babel was for us to be together as one, we have to speak the same language. You see, if we don't speak the same language, we don't keep unity within us. It's just a small thing, isn't it? But it's so important for us. If we don't speak the same language, then it's hard for us to communicate clearly. If we don't speak the same language, I'm not talking about English or French or German now. I'm talking about the language of the kingdom of God. If we don't speak the same language, then it's hard for us to agree and move forward. It's hard for us to take hold of God's purposes for our lives. Paul says this in Corinthians chapter 14 when he's speaking about language. He says, if then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I am a foreigner to the speaker and the speaker is a foreigner to me. Have you ever had a discussion with somebody in the same language and decided that you're definitely foreigners? Because they might be saying the same words you're saying, but it means something totally different. It's getting worse, not better. And your communication is different, even though you're speaking in the same language. I often think about this when I preach abroad. I'm going to India in just a couple of weeks. And um, I remember being in Romania a few years ago, and I had a translator. And uh, he, he, he was ever so confident when he got up. He said, oh, yeah, I can do this, no problem. He, stood up, he was an elder in the church, and he started to translate. And 15 minutes in, he went, I can't do this anymore, and sat down. And I thought, I wonder what he's been saying for the last 15 minutes. And another guy got up and said, just start again. Just start again. Do you know what I mean? So I could have been preaching the best message in the world, but the interpreter was preaching rubbish. Or it might have been the other way around. I don't know. It could, it could, have, been, it could have been that he was preaching the best message in the world and I was preaching rubbish. It, but but it, we so rely because if we don't speak the same language, if people don't understand. And so I just began to think about that. What language are we speaking that what, and it says right at the beginning there that the whole of the people were speaking the same language. I think that's powerful. I think churches have to learn to speak the same language. Hello. 
I think brothers and sisters in Christ have to learn to speak the same language. You think I'm going a bit crazy this morning, but trust me, you're going to see where I'm going to get this morning in the next few minutes. Because if we don't speak the same language, then actually it becomes hard even to agree on the basic things. And so I want to kind of challenge you to think about the language that you bring. Here, here's what happened for Babel. One language, first of all, brought unity. The whole world had one language and a common speech. Can you imagine what an advantage that would be when you go to somewhere else and they speak your language straight away? Can you imagine meeting people who understand and who can relate? And when you communicate, it breaks through quickly and you have quick revelation between you. What an amazing thought that is because the same language is coming out of it. Imagine the United Nations without the ability to speak the same language. Everybody with their own agenda, interpreters just refusing to translate. Can you imagine the chaos that would ensue? It's so important. When there is one language, then there is the potential for unity. Now listen, I know some of you are going, well, I speak the same language as him and I still don't like him. I'm not saying you can't fall out when you speak the same language, but I'm saying it's very hard to agree unless you do speak the same language. And so I want you to think about it. We need to speak the same language as God's people because it brings unity within our lives. One language gives us understanding. The Lord says, come, let's go down and confuse the language so that they will not understand each other. Wow. See, God had a plan going on here. I read this passage and I think, this is a bit weird, Lord. I don't understand this. But God had a plan going on that he was going to scatter the peoples of the earth around them. And so he took away the commonality and they lost understanding of one another. See, sometimes when you don't speak the same language as one another, it's very hard to have misunderstanding. Hello. And so somebody says something and instantly we have offense in it. Instantly we have confusion and instantly we feel unsupported and instantly we're not sure about where they're going because the language is different. One language enables vision. They said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be scattered over the face of the earth. You see, we need one language to inspire one another. We need one language to encourage one another, to to give vision to one another, to help us to cooperate together. It's hard to communicate that when people are speaking a different language. You remember Joseph had a dream, and he shared it with his brothers, who even though they spoke the same language, physical language did not speak the same spiritual language and he said I had a dream and in it you bowed down to me in it you uh, came to me and it says and when he told it to his brothers they hated him all the more it's great having family isn't it why because he was in one world see if you're a dreamer it's great to speak with other people who are dreamers but it's horrible to speak with people who consider their ministry and life to pour water over your fire Have you ever found that some people, that's their language. Their language is fire extinguisher. You know, oh, it's not a lovely day. Oh, I think it's a bit cold, miserable, I don't like it. And before you know what happens, everybody's kind of like miserable. Why? Because somebody's language is negative rather than positive. Somebody's language is to take away. But you need, if you have common language, then you can start to have a vision together. If you can communicate uh, on the same level as people, then you can start to lift them up and rise them up. One language gives vision. Lastly, one language increases potential. Genesis 11 said this, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Wow. Wow. 
Isn't it amazing what a difference our speech can make? Isn't it amazing that as we talk the same language, that actually the potential God has put within us can begin to come out? Isn't it amazing that actually if we will learn to speak in a different way, in the language of the kingdom, then actually we can see more happen than we can ever ask or imagine. Why? Because something of the kingdom of God is coming out in us and through us. Why? Because we've started to speak the same language. Jesus said this, again, I tell you that if two of you agree on earth, agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. What does that sound like? It sounds like language to me. If two of you agree about anything, if there is a power in agreement, if there is a spoken, shared language that speaks about what God can do, then actually it will be done by my Father in heaven. Wow. And so I want us to just think a little bit this morning about the language that we use and about the language that we have and about the language that we speak and confess over one another because actually I believe uh, it's important for us to take hold of one people. If we're going to be together as one, then our language has to be the same. If we're really going to see what God wants to do in our nation and in our day and even in our own lives, then our language has to be what God would call it to be. And you can see it again and again in the Scriptures. If you just put in your Bible concordance or in your Bible thing on your phone and just say speech, it comes up again and again and again that actually we've been blessed to speak out the words of God, to speak out the purposes of God, to speak about what God can do in our lives, to speak encouragement to one another. It comes again and again. Our language makes such a difference. See, what you say creates a different atmosphere doesn't it see if you if if you speak out of of the truth and the life of God then actually it creates a different atmosphere which brings a different expectation and we all know it. if you speak negativity if you speak lack of faith if you speak just smallness then actually your expectations become surrounded by that that's one of the reasons we struggle with the Americans because they speak big And we're British, we're going, oh, don't get carried away. Why? Because sometimes our language is faithless rather than faith-filled. Sometimes our language is lacking expectation and knowledge about what God can do rather than speaking it. Because, you see, to speak faith takes some doing, doesn't it? Haven't you ever heard somebody who speaks faith and we get a bit frustrated with them? We think, oh, don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. But actually, when we read the Bible and they speak faith, we go, oh, wow, isn't that, that's a, the heroes of faith, they're commended for speaking faith. Hello. But somehow in our lives, we want to speak practicality. Friends, you know what? I'm fed up of practicalities. I want to speak some faith. I'm fed up of, of speaking problems. Man alive, we speak problems all day long. I want to speak some faith. I, I, I want to speak what God can do, not why it can't happen. Too many people in the church in the West have talked themselves out of what God can do. They've used the language of unbelief, not the language of faith. Hello. I'm looking at you now, not the person next to you. We've got to start to speak faith. Because if we don't speak the language of the kingdom, then we're never going to see what the kingdom's about. If we speak different languages, if we speak language of unbelief, if we speak the language of cynicism, man alive, cynicism and sarcasm is a big thing in the UK culture, isn't it? You know, there's something clever about it, but actually what it does is it boxes us. The clever thing about it is that the devil uses it to hold back the church. 
And so I want to just talk about our language today a little bit, about what it looks like. Here's an amazing verse. You know the story of Nehemiah when he rebuilds the wall and he brings the people back and the people come back to the wall and they start to build together and there's unity and in 52 days the wall is built. It's this amazing thing that comes from Nehemiah standing in front of the people and saying, come, let us rebuild the wall. It comes from a language. And halfway through that, when he's dealing with the people coming back, it says this about some of the children of Israel who came back. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod or the language of one of the other peoples, and they did not how to speak the language of Judah. Wow, what a verse. I want to say to your church, just because you're in the building doesn't mean you speak the language of the kingdom. Hello. Come on. Just because you happen to be in church on Sunday singing doesn't mean you speak the language of the kingdom. It doesn't mean you speak with faith. It doesn't mean you speak with life. It doesn't mean you speak with the responsiveness to God. It doesn't mean that you're willing to speak, uh, or, or even sometimes better, not to speak. So I want to talk to you today about, about the language of the church, about the language of our church. And I want to talk about how we speak rather than the words we say. I'm not one to give you good English diction, as I'm sure as most of you have noticed in it. I want to talk about how we speak. And, and truthfully, I, I spoke about these three points last week. I'm going to speak about them again. I don't really do that often, but I just feel the Lord's on it, so I'm going to carry on. might be for the next year. Who knows? Because I think we need to learn some, something about some guidelines for our language as the church of God. Firstly, we need to speak the language of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13, it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Come on. That's not a bad verse, is it? It is written, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. You know, isn't it important that we learn to say, God, I believe you, and therefore I'm going to speak a different destiny over my life, over the life of my family, over the life of my friends, over the purposes of God for me. God, I'm going to speak out of that. I'm going to speak about what you've put within me, what you've uh, deposited in my heart and in my situation, what you want to try and establish in me. God, I want to speak the language of faith. Because it's so easy to speak something else than the language of faith. Kingdom language is about speaking faith in God, in his purpose, and in his promises. And this is what the heroes of faith were known for. You remember when the spies came back from uh, looking around um, Canaan, and they all spoke. And it says, ten of them gave a bad report. How many of you know there's a lot of bad reports today? You don't have to turn on the news for very long and find some bad reports about why everything is wrong. Everything that everybody, I think that's the great gift of journalism, is finding wrong stuff that's wrong. I want some positive news. Oh, there is no positive news. There's plenty of positive news, friends. Just nobody's using the language. And so we need to start to speak about what God's doing. And all of a sudden, these ten guys go, oh, there's problems. I want you to know, friend, you're going to have problems this year. That's life. You are. Get used to it. Don't expect God to take all your problems away because he doesn't do it. Ask some of the people who have been following Jesus for 50 years in this room if they've had a problem-free life, and they'll show you, no. Some of them have had more problems than you could possibly dream of, but they've learned to speak a language of faith in God. See, the language of faith in God says this isn't about the problem. This is about what I believe God to be and what I believe he's calling me to do in my life. And all of a sudden, you start to speak out a life of faith and abundance that we can take hold of the purposes of God in our lives. 
And Caleb and Joshua were standing before the ten spies who had, always, who had spoken first. Have you ever noticed that negativity always speaks first? If you have noticed, people with bad, something, something bad to say always get it in first. You're just thinking about saying something positive and they go, oh, I don't think we can do that. Not sure we've got enough money. Not sure that can happen. And you're just about to go, come on, God can do it. And all of a sudden, you're now having to march uphill to get to that point. Why? Because the negative naysayers have come before you, the people of unbelief, the people with problems. They said, oh, the giants are far too big for us to deal with. Listen, friends, the giants are big in life, but in Jesus' name, they'll fall. Come on, we've got to start to believe that, haven't we? Otherwise, we're just kidding ourselves and being religious, aren't we? Oh, I'm fed up of being religious. We want to start to see. But to see that, I've got to believe and speak. Some of us are going to have to believe that God is in control of our lives, even though we are out of control. Some of us are going to have to confess it. I believe it, Lord, therefore I speak it. Lord, I don't know how we ended up here. Lord, I don't know what's going on here. Lord, I'm not sure. But Lord, I tell you, this I know. You are God and my life is safe in your hands. Because that's what you say. That's not what I say. And all of a sudden, we start to speak a language that is opposite to the language of the world, that is opposite to what the situation is. And Caleb and Joshua stand before these ten spies and before the people of Israel and say, listen, yeah, there are giants, but listen, God is greater than those giants. I want you to know, friends, God is greater than the giant that faces your life today. He's greater than it. He's greater. Come on, church. Oh, come on, church. Do we believe this or are we just ticking a box this morning. Come on, we need to believe it, don't we? We need to remind ourselves. Praise the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all our, and heals all our, who redeems our life from the, and crowns us with love and compassion. Come on, you need to read that, Psalm. Psalm 103. Sorry. See, the truth of us, some of us would live with a lot more faith if we read the Bible a bit more. Oh, sorry. We would, wouldn't we? Some of us could call on the name of the Lord if we read the Bible a bit more, if we prayed a bit more. Some of us would start to feel the stirring of the Spirit as we read the words, yes, he heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit. He lifted me up out of the miry clay and put my feet on a solid rock and put a song in my heart. Some of us would have a lot more to sing if we would sing the language of faith. And so I just want to kind of stir it up in us. These two spies standing before all these people saying, with the Lord's help, we can do it. Three men standing before a furnace as the flames were made hotter. And they said, we will not bow down because we believe our God can save us. But listen to this, even if he doesn't, we still won't do it. Because we believe in our God. Friends, we've got to recognize that sometimes... There is a call upon our lives to say, you know what, I'm going to speak faith here, even though the flames are licking around my feet. Oh, it's traumatic, isn't it? I know. It's difficult. I know, friends. I wish I could just say, there, there, everything's going to be all right. But I can only say, there, there, everything's going to be all right. I loved it when he's, Rob said this morning, let's look heavenward. Oh, that, that was great, wasn't it? Let's look heavenward. Oh, Julia said it first. Okay. Give credit to the wife. Julia said it first. Let's look heavenward. Man alive. See, that's, that's the language of faith, isn't it? That we look to who God is and what he can do in our lives. 
We need to learn to speak faith. Remember the story of the father who brings his son to Jesus. The disciples have tried. Man alive, I feel like that disciple, don't you, sometimes? Oh, Lord, I've tried hard. And the son comes. Because that's what happens, isn't it? When we bring our, when we bring our prayers to the Lord and, and things don't change, for whatever reason, we, we just begin to feel it's never going to happen. And, and he comes to the Lord and he says, Lord, your disciples have tried something. If you could, if you could do something that... That might be better. Jesus says to him, if you can. He said, what are you speaking to me? Are you speaking lack of faith to me? If you can, everything is possible for him who believes. And I love this prayer so much because he says this, I do believe, but help my unbelief. How many of you know that's a prayer of faith right there? I do believe God, but I've got unbelief, so help my unbelief. I want to come into a place of faith. That's the starting place for us this year. God, help my unbelief. God, help me. Leave it behind. Help me move it forward. Help me to have an expectation that is in line with your word. God, I've got to speak the language of faith. It's hard for faith to rise in an atmosphere of unbelief. Do you know that? See, that's why we've got to speak the same language. Sometimes you can get into church, can't you? And by the time you get to the front row or the row you get your place, all your faith is gone. Is it just me? Isn't it amazing? Some of the language we use in church. Well, how you doing? Now, I'm not saying church should be a place where we'd be false. But I do think that if we learn to speak the language of faith in the midst of our difficulties, you see, there are people who are brilliant at this. You'll know them. There are people in our congregation who are brilliant at this. They can say to you, yeah, you know what? Yeah, life's not good at the minute, but you know what? God is good. You see, you don't have to pretend everything's great. You just have to remind yourself with the language of faith that even though everything is not great, God is. That even though life isn't going your way, actually God can turn your way into his way just like that doesn't have to change doesn't have to be traumatic you can just say you know what lord i've no idea what's going on but i'm holding on to you because evidently your word says you're an anchor in the storm evidently you're going to be my anchor lord if it all goes tomorrow guess what i'm still clinging to the anchor hallelujah friends the anchor is more than enough for your life i want you to know oh you know what i'm not going to finish this sermon today i was afraid of that this is only point one really 2012 Jesus okay we're going to we're going to stop with this one because I just believe today that some of you need to start to speak faith okay so we're just going to have a moment of response to the Lord in just a moment okay I'm preaching in a couple of weeks I'm going to finish this off then because it's too hard I you know I, I think this is revelation folks it's not often I have a revelation message this is a revelation message for somebody here today actually the language you speak will determine where you end up this year in God if you will only speak the language of defeat and, and unforgiveness tell your friends I want to say it to some of you you're speaking a language of unforgiveness and you expect the blessing of God it ain't going to happen because you're speaking damnation upon yourself that's what the Bible says you need to change the way you talk and so we need to just come and start to filter that. And I, I, so I want to talk about faith this morning before we do anything else. Um, well, before we close. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I feel that some people need to speak some faith. I don't know how we're going to do that. We're just going to wait for a minute. <sighs> okay. 
just believe that the Lord wants to uh, stir up a different speech in our church. He wants us to speak one language. It's not that we've all been speaking bad. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I just believe that there's a moment here where the Bible wants to instruct us. If there's one one people speaking one language, we can do this, then nothing will be impossible to us. I believe we need to speak the language of faith. For some of us, the truth is we've, we've spoken the language of, of confusion and compromise. Remember the story of Jesus when he went to Nazareth, his hometown, and the people said, oh, this is just Mary and Joseph's son. Who does he think he is? And it says this about Jesus. Even Jesus couldn't do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Because they were speaking out of what they had experienced, not out of what God had promised. See, that's one of the problems, friends. We speak out of what we've experienced, not what God has promised. I'm not saying this is positive confession. If I thought positive confession worked, I'd have been thin a long time ago. I look in the mirror every day. What a darling thin man you are. Friends, it's not about positive confession. It's about positively confessing the goodness of God. It's about positively confessing the grace of God on our lives and in our circumstances. It's about positively uh, remembering the promises of God for our lives and for our situations. It's about saying, God, you have said, Lord. Lord, I take hold of your purpose, Lord, and I speak with faith. I have believed, Lord, therefore I speak faith into this situation of our lives. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we just come before you this morning, Lord. Lord, just ready to take hold of your word. We want to be together as one, but, Lord, to do that, we have to speak the same language, Lord. It's just a little thing, Lord. It seems obvious when you read it, Lord, but the truth is so many of us can speak different languages, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for speaking the wrong language at times. Forgive me, Lord, for allowing natural instincts to replace heavenly ones. We look heavenward this morning, Lord. Would you just release the language of faith, Lord? Lord, it's a gift from God. Would you release that language into your church, Lord? Would you release it, Lord, into our lives and into our circumstances? Would you help us to cultivate it, Lord, in our hearts? I love David's language of faith. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He, is, he shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield, and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. Anybody else need to hear that today? 
confession of faith in who God is, a language of faith in what he can do for us. I wonder would the band come back, please? In a moment, we're just going to have a response to the Lord. I just believe God wants to set people free of fear this morning and to release faith in people's lives. But you know, before we just get into praying with people, um, maybe here this morning you're not yet a Christian. I want to say God loves you and has a plan for your life. He wants you to know his goodness. He wants you to know his life. And I just believe that God wants to draw people to him this morning, even as we're gathered in this place, to gather to him. So would you just, uh, you may be to say, Dave, I, I need to get right with God. I'd love to know this faith that you're talking about. And just as we come to sing, and we're going to pray in just a moment, and we're going to ask people to take a step of faith in just a moment, and uh, just to declare something over their lives afresh, then uh, I just want to give you an opportunity. Maybe there's somebody in the house this morning, and you want to get right with God just before we, as we start a new year. If that's you, then just put our heads about, please. I just want you to slip your hand up and say, Dave, would you pray for me? Is there anybody in the house today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, please, you can put your hands down. Father, we just uh, pray for, Lord, those who, Lord, just have come to you this morning and acknowledge they need you. Lord, at whatever position, whatever stage they're in, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for, Lord, people who are coming back to you today, who are coming to you for the first time, who are saying, I come with faith to the living God. Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them right now and that you would, Lord, just rescue them, Lord, from the situations that surround their lives, Father. Come and reveal yourself to them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Wonder would you stand with me?